Hello and welcome to Let's Talk Healing. We are back again this week with a show on feelings. I'm your host, Anna, and of course, this show is dedicated to the amazing healer and teacher every week that we come to talk about uh, the work of who is Atana. And Atana, you can find his work anywhere. You can find it by Googling him or his website, theatanamethod.com. And we'll talk a lot more about his other offerings today as well, such as his music, his crystal stores. We'll dive all into that. So on today's session, we have guests that are with us every single week, who is Carol and Sabre. We'll be having a chat with them. But first of all, I'd really like to thank you listeners for your listening time and tuning in to hear about this work. And I'd also like to thank our sponsors and Don and BBS Radio. So this topic this week, feelings, is an interesting one because so many of us were taught when we were younger that there are bad and good feelings, that some feelings we shouldn't be feeling or that if we were going to be feeling them, we might be sinful or if we felt those particular feelings that were considered bad, that we might have a, we might create a universe that is bad. And so therefore a lot of us shut off our feelings. And I thought today's episode would be a really great opportunity to talk about how we can begin to start to feel more of ourselves, how we can feel into those aspects of ourselves that we've closed down, that we've disconnected from, that we're often ashamed of or frightened of, so we can start to become more whole. And part of that is this work of Atanas, which is energy healing and the Atana method. So without ado, I'm going to say hello, Atana, greetings. Hello, wonderful beings. Hello, lovely ones. And hello, Anna and wonderful Carol and Sabre, and Don, and BBS Radio. So our wonderful listeners, too, of course, the question would now be, how do you feel? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Atana. How do you feel? So tell me yeah. a little bit about this aspect of feeling, because you often tell me that people are wanting to feel more of their feelings, and I really wanted to talk to you today about what does that actually mean to want to feel more? And why do we even shut these parts down to begin with? And what can we do to reopen that? Often, often when we activate our feeling and our experience levels in sensing more, what's happening is we are first getting to these places where we had the toughest or the hardest or the deepest feelings in our lives. And we always have to have to get to this place um, for example, everybody has traumatic experiences in their lives. And in order for us to go to the full depth of experiencing life, we have to um, reach a place where we can go past these shocks, traumatic experiences, and, and even unpleasant experiences in our lives. So we can truly participate in the feeling spectrum of the moment if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. So talk to me a little bit about when you work with a patient that is cut off from these feelings, how do you, sometimes these feelings are 
terribly scary. You know, I, for one person, grew up in a family where I was told that's a bad feeling um, and stop engaging with that feeling that that's, you know, uh, you, you are self, you know, um, you're selfish by going into that feeling or that's not helpful experiencing that feeling or my mother used to say to me over and over again, if you feel that feeling, you're creating a self-fulfilling prophecy, which really wasn't particularly helpful to me. So it wasn't yeah. until my late 30s that I started to realise, actually, they're all just feelings. They're all just the same. There's no good and bad feelings. It's actually important to feel that spectrum. I didn't even know that. I, that concept was completely alien to me until I was in my mid to late 30s. So I'm yeah. sure you have clients that also experience the same thing. Yeah, and even the opposite, where people don't feel enough, where they actually cut themselves off of the feelings. And then some uh, some people into the over-expression of all the feelings, where each feeling is basically being given credit as a reality in itself, what's okay. It depends in how much energy we're giving the, um, the the feeling in itself and where it leads us. We have to get also to a place in understanding um, what we're feeling and how we experience these feelings have an impact on what reality we create. Um, that was a very actually a very interesting and wise uh, approach as well, because uh, first of all, you know, I was born in Germany. When I came to the United States in uh, in the 90s, it was very interesting because. Um, I asked, like, in Germany, uh, the people are very honest with what they feel, you know. And most of the people are often, like, just grumpy, flat out just grumpy. And, um, you know, of course, not all of them. But if somebody feels a certain way, they give you basic, and you ask them, how do you feel? They give you a full statement of how they really feel. And I have to get used to that, um, how it's, it's courtesy here. It's like, how do you feel? Oh, I'm feeling great. <laughs> you know, I'm feeling excellent, you know. <laughs> basically creating that reality. But even if it's not real, you're creating, you're, you're making that statement. It's like really, I have to realize people are really not interested in how you feel when you ask how you feel or how you're doing, <laughs> you know. I have to yeah. really get used to that, like, Hey, it's it's not really about actually that somebody is is feeling good or bad. This is this is like your this is like your courtesy response. Your courtesy response is like I'm feeling great. I'm feeling excellent. How are you? And then they expect the same from you. Right. Right. And and that's something when you look at it, it's very interesting. It's at the same time it's kind of fake, but it also creates a reality where you do feel better if you make a statement that you're going to feel good. When you say, though, people want to feel more of themselves, talk to me a little bit about that because we might put on this social outward expression that we're all great and we're all fine, which I understand that part, but sometimes people are really dealing behind that scene with um, terrible feelings and feelings that go on that they try to shut down or, or, or over overwork um, behind yeah. the scenes that, you know, they, can't, they feel they can't even share with people or they go into thoughts 
from the past that then tangle them up in these feelings and that just perpetuates. So how can we help explain to um, our listeners, how can we feel more but actually feel better? That's a very, very good question. First of all, the question is also what are we feeling? What are we tuning into? What vibration are we resonant? And what, what are we broadcasting or what, which broadcast are we picking up? Because in this oneness consciousness, in this oneness world, in this one allness uh, awareness, everything is and everything is present. So the question is what are we tuning into? What are we focusing on? And there's everything is broadcasting at the same time. We are we are basically here in this place where we can, like a net, basically accumulate anything that we want to focus on. So if we don't go with a focus into it, chances are we we're picking up like negative programs. Um, you know, almost like in a think about it in a TV when you have a TV um, in front of you and you have all these TV channels. The question is which channel are you watching? Which channel are you uh, deciding to participate in or with? And what is it that you allow to take space in your environment in that moment for wherever that TV is, in the, in the living room or in the, in the kitchen or dining room or bedroom? So when, whenever you turn this TV on, it's your choice what, you, what the broadcast or which broadcast you're participating in. And so there could be, and, and each one wants to make you feel something. Some wants to make you feel angry because of the politics. Some wants to make you sad because it's a, it's a drama. Some wants to make you laugh because it's a comedy. So, and there's so many, there's so many different possibilities that we have uh, where we can participate. And the question is, why are we tuned in? Why are we broadcasting that set of emotions in that moment why are we feeling the way we're feeling in that moment and um you know and that is very important to discern and to understand and to dissect is that coming from the depth of our being or is that part that another channel wants us to feel like or is there somebody in the outside that wants to make us feel this way or is this maybe an, a program from our lineage or is that a past experience or is that the actual true right now experience in the moment? So that discernment has to be there. Otherwise, we are prone to reliving the past or a reality that's not even a, a real reality. We're creating a reality that is not even significant or important to us or, or really life-affirming, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. I mean, I think there was a great... Um quote that you know thinking about the past if and it leads to depression and thinking about the future can lead to anxiety and so therefore the only choice really is to be in the moment um where you can i guess what you're saying is that that present a moment actually allows you to tune into that oneness state or the or this healing state is that correct yes and also in the discernment of what is happening in this moment. Because even in this moment, the past can sneak up on me and trying to um, maybe give me like a flashback from an event that happened in the past. 
And then the question is, am I reliving the past? Or am I living on, on autopilot something that's not even happening? Or am I right now in the moment? And what is happening mm. in this moment? What can I create in this moment? I'm not really fully in, in that uh, fullest capacity of it if I'm not really um, grabbing it by the horse, so to speak, you know? Yeah, sure. Thank you, Atana. That's a good explanation. We're going to go to a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to speak to one of our hosts, the lovely Carol. Stay tuned. Thank you. back to Let's Talk Healing. I am your host, Anna, and we have been discussing feelings this week. And we have a guest with us called Carol that we have each week, and we are going to talk about feelings with her. So hello, Carol. Hello. Thank you for having me here. I'm very happy to be here. Such a pleasure. Carol, I, I want to jump in with you, if you don't mind, about Sometimes people have traumas, past traumas, especially from their childhoods or with their families that really affect them. And in some ways they need to actually, sometimes they're suppressed to a certain age where they start to bubble up and people need to look at these traumas from their past and their childhood so they can move forward. So what Atan is talking about is tuning into oneness in the present moment. But there's also parts of us that need to be dealt with because if we don't deal with them, they're stuck inside of us. And from my own experience, then they create these feelings that we actually have that run riot in our lives uh, because we need to bring awareness and shine the light on these hurt or injured parts of ourselves. Could you talk to us a little bit about how that works with feelings? Yes, I'd be glad to. So that you're right, that that is um, quite common with people who are looking for healing on their journey and evolving and moving forward. And whether or not they're aware, some people are aware that they, like you said, that they have traumas in the past and some people are not. But what happens is whatever heavy 
feelings happened, whether it was traumatic or just like ongoing over a long period of time, we we tend to put it into layers, you know, that, that idea of like putting it away, tucked away into a nice little compartment somewhere, and then we like cover it with layers and more layers. And so it's a, it's a process of you want to first deal with what's keeping it locked in there. And sometimes it's like it might have been shocking to the person. And so shock is an energy that's keeping things, you know, like ah, I can't look at it. You know, it was too much. And so there's a, a process of helping the person to become aware that there's feelings. So in the energy work, we can work with releasing um, any numbness, any shock that, you know, is keeping the feelings at bay. And, you know, that's the thing, too, that is very helpful about the Atana Method energy work is it's good to, like, we want to go to the depth, like Atana said, or you, you want to, like, work through these things because these are energies, these feelings that we have tucked away are energies that in some way could hold us back from moving forward and thriving in oneness in the moment. And um, when you're working with these feelings, in the energy work, in a healing session, it's a safe environment. And I think that's something that's really important for people to understand is it's safe. It, it, it's, it's not that uh, any um, horrible feelings or traumatic feelings have to be opened up and, you know, like microscopically looked at. Um, you can generally address feelings and... Uh, what comes up and through sacred inner dialogue can support the the transformation of it. And so it's a very safe environment to free yourself from things that you might not even know are holding you back. You know, um, perhaps there's a, because we like to get into our minds a lot, we might be thinking that, um, we're resistant about something, uh, about a change in our life or something like that, where the, in actuality, the root cause might be that there was a life of judgment, and it really is judgment that is the, that's churning the feelings of uh, holding you back. So these are the kind of things that can come up in the healing session and be healed and transformed. Oh, I'm going to sneeze, I think. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> yes, thank you. Sorry, I was about to have a big sneeze. I, I kept it in. Thank you, Carol. Um, um, <laughs> sorry. That was a feeling that wanted to come out of me. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, yeah, it's really quite fascinating because, you know, uh, I know from my own experience um, I remember this time of my life that I was going through this extremely difficult period um, in my outer world that was extraordinarily challenging. But then what happened, which made everything even harder, is 
that moment in my life and triggered all of these feelings from my childhood of abandonment and betrayal and this and that. And so while I'm trying to deal with my outside life, I'd also had to deal with everything from my past. And, you know, it was funny. It was like a cathartic moment, which, which brought up everything from the past and everything from the present. And, um, I had to do a lot of clearing at that phase and I used, you know, worked with a psychologist and all of that sort of stuff. But sometimes I'm, I'm interested to understand how that happens. So when a, one trauma actually triggers or brings up memories from other past traumas. Well, look at it like the, the key to the lockbox. You know, if, if it mm. was, if it was the, um, Perhaps, perhaps it was the feeling, you know, that you were holding back and something and whatever the cathartic event was, was the key that opened it up. And then once, you know, it was Pandora's box, once it opened. And I, I think that uh, Atana can jump in if, if I'm going on a different path here, but um, it would seem to me that the that the cathartic kind of thing was perhaps because we would be um, not necessarily conscious of what's going on, right? We're not conscious of of what we're doing in the moment. We're not really conscious of our feelings and what's going on. So something had to happen in a really big way to get your attention. And uh, so, but that's, like you said, that was a while ago. And with the heightened um, light that's come into the planet, you know, there's there's more opportunity for people to start, I believe, um, having a sense of these things that they need to clear out from these compartments that we put them in um, before maybe it gets to a cathartic event. That be true at times? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's well put. <laughs> right so the more you do like the more you start working with the energy healing and start working on uh, clearing your chakras I mean like that's the first best way to circumvent that cathartic event that you talked about Mm. you start building a foundation and with with the um with the energy healing if anybody doesn't know what Carol is talking about, it kind of does a great course online where you can actually sign up, you can do the course, and you learn all about the chakras and you learn about how to clear them. And Atana actually shows you all these hand positionings to help clear the chakras and to help energize the chakras. So you can find that link on the website to, to those online courses. Sorry, Caroline, I interrupted. No, that's- exactly what needs to be said <laughs> because, because I mean thank you Itana for putting that out there for people to start you know working on this for themselves take their take their power back and start their self-healing yeah well you're welcome everybody and you know the the thing with the shock is also and that's very interesting that that the shock part comes up because we can we can relive a shock that we had in the past, and we can relive it like several times a day. And every time we have a shock, 
just remember when uh, when we had a shock in our lives, part of our energy is really going out out of the body, and we have a, literally an outer body experience, and we feel so ungrounded in that moment. And that often happens when family members pass away or when there's um, a heavy traumatic experience. And so whenever we feel that ungrounded, then, of course, what's happening, we, we actually feel numb. We don't feel anything. And if that happens several times back to back without, we're realizing that we had a shock and us. And usually we come, our system naturally gets us back inside and gets us back into functionality. Um, and not just functionality, but where we come back with our full senses intact. But if we have several shocks that we have experienced and we, we didn't come fully back, if we don't really get, if we don't take these pieces of us that went out when we had these shocks and brings us back and reintegrates us in that uh, with our overall being, then uh, more and more parts and, and pieces of our beings are not um, reachable to feel. They cannot really transmit what they're experiencing because they are not really fully present. And um, that can happen, um, uh, especially when people in the family pass away, uh, family members, or there's a, 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 a dramatic, uh, shocking experience. And then uh, if that happens several times, we, we really have to call ourselves back. We have to call our power back. And that gives us really access to these parts and aspects of our beings that we can then integrate in the overall feeling experience. Yeah. But also, you know, when I when we were sort of initially talking, wanting to integrate all parts of yourself, even just that concept, because so many of us are taught that there are parts of us that are bad or sinful or shameful. So getting yes. that understanding through this work, but that actually is a lie. There's no sinful, shameful parts of ourselves. They're all part of that oneness. Isn't that correct, yeah. Patana? That's a, that's a very a very good um, uh, thought. And also think about it this way. If there is a sinful and shameful aspect of our being and we just kind of pushing it to the side and don't really integrate it into the love flow of all oneness and into our forgiveness and appreciation process, then it can never evolve. It will always be in that part. And that's what's happening when uh, when people shame, um, you know, and say, well, you can't do this, you can't do that. And, you know, some 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 things are understandable, you know, um, not to do. Uh, but at the same time, everything that is in our being, uh, specifically the more, uh, more unconscious aspects, or the not-so-evolved aspects of our beings are the ones that we have to embrace and bring closest to our hearts so they can start healing, so they can start evolving. Mm. Bring them in Thank and love you. them all the more. Mm-hmm. Bring it in. <laughs> bring it in, ladies. Um, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about this subject on feeling. Stay tuned. <laughs>
Welcome back to Let's Talk Healing. I am your host, Anna, and Atana and I and his guests have been discussing feelings. We have another guest with us today. Her name is Saber. Hello, lady. Hello, lady. How are you? I'm very well. Even better for speaking to you. Oh, thank you. Likewise. <laughs> now, I've got some questions for you. When... We've been talking about wanting to integrate all of these feelings so we can be more present, more whole, we can connect to our greater purpose, our full potential. And really that's what it comes down to is connecting to our full potential. But so many of us have so many feelings that bubble up that are so challenging for us to face and deal with and sometimes we're scared to death of the feelings coming up. I mean, part of that is escaping or fleeing and God knows, the amount of times that I've sat down and drunk a bottle of wine rather than actually deal with the feelings that are coming up or many people are addicted to online shopping or sex or they take drugs or they flee. It's this fleeing and hiding and running away from ourselves which then really form habits and those habits then are very difficult to break Um, and really it's, it's not wanting to be present, not wanting to have to feel those feelings. I'd love for you to talk a little bit to me about what you know about this. Well, there's something I'd like to to comment on, and I've I've mentioned this before on other broadcasts, that the best of the best healers of anything, right? And I believe that like 90% of the people on this planet have a healing gift to administer to another and to the planet and to themselves. And so many of us as healers are not just sensitive, like we are super sensitive. Like if there was a superhero, you know, we could feel everyone's feelings and how they're, what they're thinking. And um, we take on their sadnesses and we take on their hurts, but we also take on their happiness. And most people have, a, you know, we're talking as a, like a vault, right? A vault where these feelings go because a lot of us, are super sensitive and number one we don't know how to deal with it number two we weren't taught and number three we feel overwhelmed and just kind of check out so super sensitives not only take in just the regular vault feelings but everyone else's feelings as well so you can imagine the well of discord and disharmony and imbalance and negative dark energy that goes into sensitive bodies and stays there. And if it doesn't come out properly, if it doesn't come out healthily and safely, it will cause disturbances like cancer, uh, all other diseases, um, and a wanting to self-medicate with drugs, alcohol, addictions, behaviors, all of that. So I think that number one, we all have to start being more patient with each other and allowing each other to be authentic in who we are because all day long, we're trying to be good. Most of us are trying to be good, right? Not bad. We're trying to be good, and we're doing great, and we just need to keep going. But when people make mistakes, don't get on their ass. You know what I'm saying? Be more helpful and non-judgmental, and let them know that you're not perfect, and you're in this with them together. And I think it's we have to start, excuse me, we have to start caring about each other more. I really do. 
because I think that's what we're forgetting is that good or bad, happy or not, we have to care for each other or this is not going to work. And I'm a little bit overwhelmed because I just feel it so much today. I almost didn't come on the show today because I'm feeling so much of the world's sadness today. And I don't know why. Mm. But I just wanted to well, come on the show. Well, it's good that we... Good that we yeah. had a show about feelings then, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, it's like the vault that I have is huge, you know? Um, and I need to do more autonomous method because I haven't been releasing very good. So I need to, uh, this is like a student in action, what not to do. Don't overwhelm yourself and not do your work, you know, your healing work on yourself. Um but here I am, authentically teaching tool. You know, I'm not going to get embarrassed about it. It's okay. All good. Um, but I just, I tell you, I think that, uh, you know, when we deny our voice, like that's within, you know, and also like our personalities, our personalities are so different from each other. And we have to like cherish that, you know, and not just like squash people that are different or unique or have a loud voice or a small voice just to like let them be who they are. And I think that like mm. denying that, you know, all day long, like it's like, I'm going to be good and I'm going to be good and I'm going to fit in. And all day long, it's like you're, you're pushing that dam back and it's going to break, mm. you know, at some point. Um, so just owning who I am, owning who you are, owning who we are as a planet, you know, and not trying to put on airs and, you know, that we're better than each other. No one is better than anyone else. You know, that's like the biggest scam going, right? So I'd rather spend my time on earth here trying to get to the next level. You know, I don't want to have to be in this mortal body anymore. I want to be immortal, you know, and disease free and, you know, darkness free. And, and there's a place like that. And it's beautiful. And I've seen it, you know, and I don't talk about that a lot on air, but Saber is on this show because I see beyond this place and there's more. So I'm kind of getting off topic here. Why don't you jump in there, Anna? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? I was going to, I was going to say, I love that Buddhist um, meta meditation where we offer that loving kindness to others and the suffering and the planet and then we offer it to ourselves because it is so much suffering and there are so many people who are in pain or have had shocking experiences in their lives and that need the the loving community of others and that's why my personal experience is coming into a, a group of people that are practicing a method and in this case it's the Atana method where there are others to support you. So when you have a day where you are feeling down, I mean, I have many and, you know, I'm ring a Tana or I jump online to the communities that he has on his social media feeds, or I just even practice that work. And I think about the others practicing that work. And that is the greatest compassion and reconnection to to my humanity that, that I can do. And, you know, I just wanted to share with you, Saber, that, you know, I'm I'm sending you lots of love from my humanity to yours. Wow, that was beautiful and amazing. Thank you so much. 
And you manifested uh, an online support group on every Thursday at 3 o'clock. You did that, too. So that's pretty awesome. And so did I. So did I. So takes one to know one. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. It was so kind. I love you all so much. And um, I cherish this time together. And I'm so proud of all of the people who are listening. And, you know, we just need to reach more people. So share our show so we can help everyone get to where we need to be because... We can do it together. Woohoo! <laughs> we can do it together. We can. Atana, I just want to talk yeah. a little bit about that as well because there are certain people and, and there's a lot of very deep meditation practices out there in the world that really want you to connect to this suffering in the world to then heal it. And this Atana method, a large part mm-hmm. of what you're teaching is also about healing the planet. I just want to circle back to that as well because there is pain in the world and there is suffering, but there's this method is also then healing that. Can you just share a little bit of insight with our listeners around that too? Yes. And if we're becoming, we're becoming not just spectators with, with the Atana method, with the, with the energy healing, but when we experiencing also, we sensing or we seeing suffering, you know, even if you, even if you like, in a in a train and you're passing by a traumatic event or even if you hear an ambulance you know you can you can always say a prayer to support the person the driver their the team that takes care of them and the person that's affected by it and whenever you witness suffering um, don't be just a spectator who is just um um, a loudspeaker for that suffering, but you can also be an, an active healing part of that situation. You can actually send uh, prayers and energy healing towards that event, and you can be an active transformer of whatever is happening there. You can be an active part of the healing and the solution for it, because in the moment you send energy healing into any situation that's happening, um, you are basically becoming not just a spectator, but you're actually becoming the healer that you are. You can do healing work that doesn't require you actually having to be in a session for an hour, but you can be an energy healer that sends even healing into the media, even healing into you know, the events. I, I just want to touch on that point for just one moment because... For many years, I couldn't watch the news and I had to stop reading the newspaper, especially when I read about all these atrocities going over the seas, which was what was happening with all of these refugees and these wars. And I was just, it hurt me to my core. It hurt my heart. And I felt so helpless. And one day in one of our sessions, Atana, um, you told me that, that is the greatest opportunity for you to start healing that. And every single time you see some shocking thing that's happened to children or whatever, that is your opportunity to step up and be powerful and help heal that situation. And that was a life-changing thing. Now, I can read the paper now, and when something connects with me, I just start doing the healing on that situation. And that is my, I feel like that is one of the greatest offerings that this work provides is, you know, that mm-hmm. ability. Yes, and being actually the healer that you are. And so 
what whatever is happening even inside our being when we have this moment where the um the painful um or traumatic um feelings or even sad feelings come up we can actually be the healer of that of our system and bring energy light into the cause for it uh, the core for it that's um basically creating it the 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 depth of the being or aspect that creates it and so whatever the cause is for any suffering really and you can bring energy healing into it and bring more and more light into it so that you can that you can also differentiate and that the traumatic event has an opportunity to start the healing process because it has to heal because it's not it's not a healthy experience and if you look at the past even atrocities in um in the past in in the wars um or even in a in a nation they all come out to the surface and have to be healed later and even though the powers in um in place they don't want that to come out because of all the atrocities and and holding the power in place it always comes out later and it always needs healing and requires healing so the healing aspect of being in the body being in this life is very important to stay focused on that because that's that's a universal truth everything every traumatic event has to start the healing process sooner or later that's literally karma if you look at it um all these events that happen in our lives they were they still require healing now um even if they haven't uh, had that time and the chance at that point uh, where we where we were probably just focusing on surviving but whenever we have the moment to decompress these aspects come to the surface because these are not like random little coincidental things that are coming up to the surface no these are memorized events we are basically we are basically like a a a record keeper of our lives of every event that's happening in our lives and nothing n- not the tiniest little event is not being recognized so once we have the time to decompress it's going to come out to the surface and once you realize that actually creating more traumatic events makes no sense why because now you're understanding what's happening now you're actually focusing on being the healing solution for yourself and you're bringing more and more um effort into supporting the healing and the transformation of the trauma woohoo i love that <laughs> we are going to put a break and woohoo when we come back we're going to have a little bit more chat about healing stay tuned listeners
Welcome back to Let's Talk Healing. I'm your host, Anna. And if you have liked this work that we've been discussing today, you like the sound of the Tana's method, the easiest way to find him is go to his website, which is atanamethod.com, and there you will find everything that you could possibly need, links to his classes, links to his one-on-one sessions that you can book, links to his online courses, his music, his chanting, you've got his crystal stores, all the links you can to his social media, so much more is on there, or you can just Google him and you can find all those links. And his method is so unique because he has actually created it so people can actually use it on themselves, they can use it on their families and they can heal themselves and heal the planet. And he's teaching as many people as he can and putting this out there so we can all become the healing or awaken the healing which is dormant within every single one of us. So, Atana, actually, Carol, I just want to ask you one quick question, if I can, please. I just want to dovetail back into something. My own experience, and I'm really interested to hear if it's yours as well, since I've been doing and practicing this method over the, the number of years that I have now, what I seem to find is as I'm actually going through a trauma now, I can actually use this work to heal it then and there. So before, when I was a child or a younger woman, often I had no tools or techniques and then those traumas would build and build and build and I would keep them bottled inside and they would come out in terrible um, things like addictions or behaviours or mental states and I'd have to go and see the psychologist, which, you know, then I'd spend a fortune on that. But this, I would really like to understand practising this method daily how is it? How is it that you then all of a sudden can go through something enormous and come out literally unscathed? Do you uh, want to start, Carol? Yeah, that's a really great uh, question. And as you were talking about that, I was looking back through my evolution, remembering that I would have coworkers actually like walk by me in the hall and say, are you okay because you have like panic written on your face? And that would just be a normal day, right? Just like the stress of a normal day. And so you're right, Anna, that the more we clear and balance our chakras, the more grounded we are, the more connected we are to Mother Earth and the more present we are here in this body, the more we can have that broader view we can be in our expansion and we elevate our consciousness and our awareness so it's it's like looking at it looking at it from you know the moon or something like a hurricane looks smaller when you're looking at it from the moon right so when we're mm-hmm. when we're feeling small and disempowered even the stress of a normal day feels like a hurricane. But when we're fully present and grounded and we are owning our bodies more and owning our experience more because we've called our power back to us, we can look at it from the broader view and it's not the huge hurricane, you know, even if it's a big thing. It's still there's still the like the calmness of the universe. Does that make sense? 
like that you can walk through it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, a ton of go. (laughs) All right, thank you. Thank you, Carol. (laughs) First of all, when when we do the energy work with the Atana method, this is a very specific frequency. That's a that's an energy that helps us basically get back into the driver's seat of our lives, and it helps to detach ourselves from disempowering programs, entities, attachments, and and even like past experiences that are still draining our energies, and recognizing, realizing them, and basically disconnecting us from from these draining events, realigning us with our oneness consciousness. I mean, there's so much that's happening in that moment when when you even work with the with the method, because there's an overall um, empowerment that's happening, where we becoming reminded of our fullest potential. And when we are in our fullest potential, there's nothing, really nothing that we can't handle that life throws at us, because when you are in this oneness, infinite source energy. The infinite is always more powerful than the finite, or or more, or more uh, equipped than the finite than the finite, uh, the the momentous event. So whenever you go into, let's say, you had a traumatic experience, even if you think it's a situation that has no escape, um, or there's no solution to it, when you connect with the infinite. There's always a possibility. Look at life. When you truly connect with the Atana method, you're connecting with life. Look how life um, shows itself even in concrete. Under the tiniest little crack in the concrete still gives the plants, the sprout, an opportunity to come out, and it will crack the concrete. Uh, life is so powerful. That when, that's when you connect with the life power, life force energy, you will gonna automatically get the right um, the right solution, the right know-how solution for your specific situation being handed. Because there is a solution. Mm-hmm. There is a solution for um, you know, like I, I love what what they say here in the state parks. There's a solution for every pollution. You can <laughs> you can get you can get to a place where you actually find the exact remedy. Every question has already embedded the answer in it, because the intellect and the intelligence to formulate a question has already the answer. So wherever it is that we are in our lives, and however stuck we feel we are, there is a very simple solution. Very, very simple. And it starts with you energetically, actually, energetically feeling, connecting with the energy of the infinite, of your source energy, however you want to describe it, if that's the Christ consciousness, the Mary consciousness, the God consciousness, the goddess consciousness, Krishna, Allah, however you want to call it, or even if you want to call it enlightenment consciousness, whenever you connect with that infinite, something mysterious is happening. You are actually getting a download and you're actually getting the information required to master your situation in this current moment. And you always have to make that step to remember, to remind yourself, because we're constantly thinking we are these little separated beings that have no power. 
you have to remind yourself continuously that you are but an externalization, that you are a holographic expression of this big, big um, projector that is God, that is the universe, that is the multiverse, however you want to call it. And you are connected to this light. You have to remember that you are light. And once you remember you are light, you can actually start the light communication and you will get an, a beautiful download that will help you exactly to deal with your situation. Oh, amen. Um, <laughs> I, I think sometimes the biggest challenge is getting out of our ways and yes. stopping the activity and stopping the addictions so then we can find that moment to actually be quiet and connect. So just on that note, Atana, you have these beautiful crystal stores, which, you know, Atana's just gone out to his mind to find even more beautiful crystals to bring into the, the stores. I'd love to understand what are some crystals to help people ground so they can stop all of that distraction, really, because we're so addicted to distraction that mm -hmm. disconnects us from that oneness consciousness. What are some good crystals? Uh, some very powerful crystals are Lemurian crystals. They remind us of the oneness consciousness. Then grounding crystals like black tourmaline, uh, numite, um, larvakite, uh, heart stones. They are so good for the heart for us to remember that we have a beautiful heart beating in our chest. That's the rose quartz. That's kunzite. That's rhodochrosite. Um, there's many, many stones that are also amazing for the throat chakra to communicate our true throats, our, our truth to our throats, I should say. And that's the um, that's the uh, um, I, I would almost say amethyst too, because that's the crown chakra. But um, if you go with aquamarine and turquoise for the throat chakra, that will help connect the upper and the lower chakras. Sometimes we feel so disconnected. Then lapis lazuli. Uh, that beautiful blue stone that you can work with on your third eye or the throat chakra. And solar plexus chakra, of course, having a beautiful citrine, um, a ruby or garnet for your root chakra, and a carnelian for your second chakra, and, of course, amethyst. And I would get an overall chakra set of all the stones and then have them applied as required as needed, and then the more you get familiarized with the stones, get yourself a clear quartz that you can program in exactly what you're dealing with so that that stone can help you remember your full potential. Woohoo! Sounds great. <laughs> I love this show. We have unfortunately run out of time, and so I'm just going to quickly go around and let everybody say goodbye. I'm going to come to you first, Saber. Please wish our listeners a farewell. Farewell. I love you all. I'll be praying for you and sending you beautiful light and energy. Know that we are in this together and just a smile through this. We can do this. Love you. Yes. Carol, say farewell, please. <laughs> farewell, everyone. Remember that we're on a duality planet. There's light and dark. There's up and down. There's opposites here. So anything that feels like it's dark, that is an aspect of you, bring it in and love it and make it one with you. 
Thank you. And Atana, we're going to let you roll it out. Hello, wonderful being, and um, goodbye. Have a beautiful week. We miss you. We love you. We're so grateful that you have the time to tune in. Please remember, you are a healer. Activate your self-healing. Activate the healing for others. Know that you are that healer that's going to make the difference. Step into your power. Don't be just a bystander. Be the healer. We need you, we love you, and we embrace and welcome you to our world. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you, Saber. Thank you, Carol, Don, and your wonderful listeners and sponsors. We're so, so, so grateful. Love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. 